To the everlasting glory of the infantry. Robert A. Heinlein, Starship Troopers. This is the Traxxas Sector Warcast, a podcast about Warhammer 40k Conquest, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Lopez, John King, and Carl Anderton. Episode 36. No, 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 no. All right, welcome. This is episode 36 of the Track Selector Workcast. My name is Tobin Lopez. I'm John King. And I'm Carl Anderton. Uh, what are we up to today, John? Well, we face maybe the end of our game, or maybe not. More on that later. We do face the end of organized play. It will be the last world championships, and we are going to make it a hell of a send-off. My father's father emigrated from Ireland and brought, among many things, the Irish wake. Oh, the wake, the glorious send-off of a departed loved one. A true celebration of the life of our game. So whether you will be at Worlds or in an intimate gathering with your playgroup, we'll take you through the steps of an Irish wake, Traxxas Sector style. (laughs) All right. Well, since last we uh, sat down, the news that that we feared was coming came. And here we are. (coughs) The five stages of denial. No! No, 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 no! Okay, all right. So... (laughs) Oh. Wow, that was loud. <laughs> so, folks, so you you might have caught that we talked about the HTC expanding. <coughs> so we're not actually in our normal spot. We are in a dark. We're we're in a corner, not a dark corner, but a corner of the shop, surrounded by games and surrounded by miniatures. And so John is in the corner, yelling, "No, no, no!" And so it, it tends to reverberate instead of an open store. It's big walls and there. Right. No, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. Ominous Win is a good card. <laughs> yes. That's all I got to say about that. Well, we played last night, and you played Ominous Wind, and I just realized how beautiful the game is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all. That's, that's sidebar. I don't yeah, think I played it near as effectively because I drew into... I only had a uh, six-cost Soul Grinder out, and I drew into... So I drew six cards and realized I wanted to keep five of them. Mm-hmm. So having to discard for two were easy. The other two were a little, little tough. Yeah, yeah. It really works it well for... with the with the black Legion Heldrake. Yeah, seven, eight. You know, but when you're at six and you're discarding, you're playing a card to draw six and discard four. So you're only ahead one card. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was. But you are like if you. But I, I was si- I was cycling to... through the cards in my hand right. that were useless. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's so. exactly the stuff we were saying. And that particular one isn't isn't loyal, is it? Or is it a loyal one? No. No, because no, yeah. no, so I'm playing good, it in order. Op- some, some interesting options available mm-hmm. in method playing around with that. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah totally. Although, um, you know, what are the seven-cost orcs that you might play? There's a seven-cost elite in the Dark Eldar that you might play the creature, right? The um, but oh, the, the one I'm trying to one I'm trying to get to yeah. work out is the Battle Wagon. I don't remember what type of battle wagon it is, but the battle wagon that on orc uh, side on orc side that when you uh, destroy when when you destroy a tar- an enemy army unit, um, you put an orc unit into play three cost or lower at the next planet. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, I think there's, I think there's a deck. <laughs> you know me and my combos, yeah. but I think there's a deck with um, the. Uh, Blood Axe strategist. Yeah, thank you. I'm yeah. 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 Blank that strategist. guy. You want yeah. to talk so so folks John, know, John is swarm and just moving right down the line. Now, now now bad news be damned we're getting ready for worlds. Yeah. And you have this Nasdrag deck that I ran against it three times on Wednesday night and it put me to shame or Tuesday night and it put me to shame. The movement possibilities with that deck. And I'm not going to give away the the one card that <laughs> unless you want to. No, no. But the black rift Tempest, Blood Rift Tempest, Blood Rift Tempest. <laughs> That's a fun card. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, it, mm-hmm. that card. A lot. Like we were, like we sat here last night and told Josh about it. So then this is the reverse battle order. Yeah, this yeah. is the reverse yes. battle order. And so John twice against me triggers Yavarn before the first planet puts a unit into play at HQ and teleports the unit, which is a big fracking thing, yeah. over to one yeah. while one is still there because. It hasn't triggered. It, 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 it hasn't triggered. Yeah, it has to yeah. be an orc unit. So it's, this is, this <coughs> and is all it's the insane. Stuff we, this is all the stuff we thought when we first saw Barzul's um, 
signature stuff yeah. never quite played out. This this is the version that is making it. You know, and, making and, it land. And, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was looking at bars. I was looking at a number of different different uh, uh, warlords. You know, I love Maximum, and especially now with uh, that latest card out of the War Pack, where when a vehicle dies, you get the resources back. Right, right, right. Uh, Death serves the Emperor. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Which is an awesome card. I, I just I couldn't make it consistent. So while it's a great fun deck, this being Last Worlds, I'm going to go <laughs> against Norm and really try to play uh, something that's that's pretty hardcore and competitive and see how well I do. Well, and and I and. As a result of that game, I was like, okay, I need to play War to see if I can actually stand up to that thing. And I played the one game, we played the one game last night, and I managed to stand up to it. Although... Not not only stand up, you handily beat me. Well, but, but yeah, but my perception on the other side of the board is, I think I've got like a dozen units out on the first two planets, and either one of them is going to win me the game. And I'm still like, I think I can, right? Mm-hmm. Because you pop one particular, you pop a Squiggeth Brute... And yes. you know my day, my day is over. Yeah, right? and this is this is one one of the regulars here discussing that, talking about um uh, about first of all the tactic of the you know turn one cost reducer big thing single planet. So the the battle bargain you referred mm-hmm. to the horrible version of that mm-hmm. is like oh god that's just going to get worse. It goes down. And he says like number one, do I try and play that? Number two, what do I do if I see that? You know because you mm-hmm. most decks aren't prepared for oh dear lord that's a, that's you know I said I, in the tournaments the sword brethren dreadnought. It's like that right. seems like a really poor move. Oh wait, that's not. That's really horrible. You know, because it's mm-hmm. a weird, weird tough thing to deal with, and because of the elite meta we've got right now, those are scary things to oppose. Well, yeah, yeah. in the Kugoth deck, I assembled the Kugoth deck based on my memory of what I saw in Varun's deck and what I saw with other. Like, um, congratulations to Alex T, who won the Canadian Nationals with the yes. Kugoth deck yeah, as well. So, congratulations to you, Alex. That was an amazing stream. I'm, I'm going to make a tangent here. And say that I saw the Tax Squad folks. They provided a stream. So Liz and Travis and John and Victor provided a great stream for the that contest. I saw two matches. The last two, top four, and a top four match and a top two match and a finals match. So congratu- congratulations to Alex for that. And I want to shout out to, and I neglected to do this and I feel really bad about it, but Gen Con I went with Jason, but I met and talked to Travis, and Jason and Travis and I hung out and did all kinds of great stuff, and obviously saw Liz as well. Didn't hang out with Liz as much, but it was a great time, and I apologize for not mentioning that in the earlier podcast. Uh, so, shout out to uh, Liz and Travis. It was it was great to meet them and uh, and see them again. Now, <laughs> back, to, back to Kugoth deck. I was experimenting this morning, and the Kugoth deck has three Legion Heldrakes, or at least the one I have. It has three Legion Heldrakes, three Ominous Winds, and three Promise of Glories. And in my opening hand, what do you have? I have one of each of those. So I play Promise of Glory, Legion Heldrake, and all you need to make sure is do on the commit and make sure you get a resource, and I have an Ominous Wind on first turn. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. Right? So then all of a sudden, if I don't draw a card, I'm seeing 15. I'm seeing almost a third of my deck. Mm-hmm. Before we get to the first battle which is just amazing so it has power that you put down the legion heldrake yes and a pow- one power from pain can cancel it all yeah of course yeah right there's there's a couple <laughs> of things that can seriously neuter that that you, effort you, you should mention wow. this one because um obviously we got the we got the full hit for against the great enemy just recently mm-hmm. and um we were, um what were they playing i think it was slain slain morn jane's are one of the guys doing one of the guys swapping his elder stuff into a jane's are deck and i think it was power from pain God, what was it exactly power from pain nullify get banshee down turn which was hilarious hilarious little switch out so rather than use, he was saving the big the big one for the targeting because power from pain is simply put on your opposing effect, right? Right, and they yeah. choose yeah. and they sacrifice somebody. Yeah, right. So it was, it was that with the ban- with the banshee trigger because the banshee trigger is just when you when you cancel an effect. So mm-hmm. you, you cancel your own effect. Yeah. Or, well, well, the power from pain nullify. That's what they played out. Oh, I still, still regular. I, I still got the psyker. So James R doesn't same same because obviously the opponent's like, well, that's not that's not a problem. I'm not worry about her tricks. I'll just fire that. They've gone the extra move, just going full control and getting the banshee down in the same combat, which is a wonderful switch out from. Rather than power and pain firing, just suddenly have a dude in play. Yeah. You know, right, right, right. <laughs> that seems really awkward. Mm. Well, I mean, I, mean, I, I nullified a battle ability. Yeah. So I, the, I, I played a Jane Zool, mm. and I nullified a battle ability 
drew a card and played the signature unit, right, the Banshee, mm-hmm. at the planet where the battle had just been won and the Warlord was going to retreat. Oh, nice. So then, yeah, yeah. so that was really cool. I was like, okay, draw, cancel, draw a card, because Jane's Rule was a planet away. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then I canceled the battle ability, which was a route. Mm-hmm. I think it was on Farron. So then I cancel and I put my unit in play, and then Warlord leaves, and he's like, oh, now you have a command unit there. Or a command icon, a 2-2 command icon. You know, he's like, hmm, that's kind of it. And it, he didn't get to trigger anything. Yeah, so it was, it was really interesting. Now, I, that was the only time I was managed <laughs> to do anything like that because he was playing Necrons. And Necrons, I don't think there's a single freaking target. I was going to say, yeah, they don't, they don't do much to you. Yeah, 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 yeah the yeah, word yeah, target does not appear on Necron cards. Yeah. About, the, well, but, about, about the only thing I think you could possibly get is some of their... Um, uh, remove damage ones, right? I know some of Necron. Well, it's a Necron unit, yeah. So you could do the whole transfer the effect to one of yours. Right, so right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The that intercept, cra- yeah, that one, yeah. That one cracks me intercept, up because there's any the number of just support. weirdnesses. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Catachan Outpost is one that co- occurs to me. Like, oh, I'm gonna get my unit plus two. No, 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 no. I'm gonna get my <laughs> unit plus two instead. Like, oh, <laughs> for next week. Oh, okay, that, yeah. that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm right. saying. The funny thing is, you can get you can get lots of really weird bonuses onto the Warlord. He says all targeting restrictions are ignored. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get Jeans Lauren to some really weird crap really quickly. You know, (laughs) that bonus health for the turn. Should be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All sorts. Very cool. Very good. Yeah, I have, I have, I have a very rough one. I just put together last night because I got the pack a couple days ago. Yeah, same sort of deal. I haven't played it yet. Probably next thing I'm going to play out for a little bit is build them, build out, build LR stuff over onto that, and of course the the shrieking Exarch stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Card's still hilarious. Sure. God, that card. Well, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I played against a number of times. It's like, wow, that is a really good card. Having to discard the two cards and when it comes into play is so, not a so here's not a downside. So, yeah. so here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. There, we've talked about, we've intimated, like, oh, remember, remember those cards? Remember that card that was out in the core set? Mm. Do you remember an Eldar card called Craft World Gate? Yeah. Return a unit in play to your hand. As an action, so you gift Avisha an Exarch. Oh, of course. Into play, <laughs> and then you craft world gate it back up, or you craft world gate a mighty Wraithite back up, and then you have the concealing darkness as you ambush things, hey, yeah. and you play mighty Wraithite <laughs> again under a Bone Singer choir. I mean, there's a whole lot of little well, stuff I mean, there. I but I was going to say the whole bunch of the whole bunch of reducers we got right now. Meaning, yeah, you can of course that's far more. I viable. ambushed in a mighty Wraith Knight right. for yeah. two resources the other day. <laughs> yeah, and it's like saying from the graveyard boom. hit too. Yeah, you call him out, <laughs> and then and then I have one little craft world gate in there for like the gift Divisha things. I'm like, oh, you know what? He's a sick. He's a, he's he's going to die next turn, so I'm going to pull him back. <laughs> and then I'm going to play him next. Cause El- and I realized Eldar have the money. They have the command presence to possibly own that whole thing. And with a few gut and pull- pillages in your deck, you can have an obscene number of cards. And with Concealing Darkness, which is the Deep Strike event, mm-hmm. uh, now it does. The Concealing Darkness does cost either one or two to, to Deep Strike. So there is a cost to it. It's one to install and then. And yeah, and, then, and, then, and I think it's one one to one deep to use. Yeah. yeah, so there is a cost there, but can, I mean, can you imagine ambushing in a shrieking exarch or ambushing in well, a mighty wraith knight? Is the kicker the and, m- and, multiple and you, plays? Uh, you know? So you're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I play this two cost, and I leave all three bone singer mm-hmm. choirs uh, ready. Yeah. Pa- <laughs> I pass during deploy phase. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. ignore that deep strike card there. Mm-hmm. Ignore it on that planet. It's it's nothing. Yeah. No. See, I mean, that's I have, why I have fourteen resources. That, nothing that's, scary going on. That's why I'm screaming no. Yeah. <laughs> this game. Because it has gotten to the point now. It almost seems like the game is just hitting its. I mean, it hit its strides a while, but now it is it is full speed. It is accelerating. It's not bogged down by some of the other games because it's like, oh, geez, you know, we got a. There's five thousand cards in the universe, right? So how do you how do we yeah put all put all assemble this stuff and everything, and you know cards that were ignored. You know, let's go back to John's junk cards that were ignored. (laughs) Maybe they're getting turned on now. Yeah. Again, you know, people like I understand a lot. A lot of people are saying, well, you know, combos and jank and and all that. You don't doesn't really work. In tournaments consistently because I, I don't know. I, yeah, see, there's synergies, right? We talked. Right. We've talked about this before. Like mm. the deck that has the most possible synergies between the most possible cards, mm-hmm. right? That's not necessarily jank. 
Jank is one where you're relying on one of the three copies of one card to come up and work. Right, because right. otherwise, otherwise the deck That's falls Jank apart. To me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I pull, understand pull, that. They'll pull synergies where the three three different cards don't do anything much separately. But if you do get all three of them in the right order, you know exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. also yeah. Jank. Yeah, yeah that's but, Jank. Yeah. But look, yeah, at, you, I mean, you, look at Ominous Wind. Look at Promise of Glory. Uh, uh, a a big fracking elite and ominous wind. Yeah, both right? of which are that's reasonable cards. That's not jank. That's a that's synergy. Yeah, I'm saying both both cards are completely reasonable separate. Is the thing that obviously yeah. promise of glory is a good period. We were talking about. Um, there's been a bit a big little big little. Listen to me. There's been a um, <laughs> there's been a fun little part of um of uh, old Zogwert being the current favored um, orc warlord in the cafe. One of the regulars, um, Dan, has been playing a deck where basically just using the snotlings as an, as an overlap unit. So, oh, I get the extra attack just enough to swing these fights. And shockingly, with, with a lot of the toys you were playing in the, the Nasdaq yeah. you've got, um, doing really, really the, remarkably the, the, like surprisingly better. This out, we kept going like, you sure you don't want to play Nasdaq? Like, no, seriously, these these are something to swing against. Yeah, well, the first deck I played was actually Old Zogwart. When I wanted to play uh, the Blood Rain Tempest, mm -hmm. I, I looked at that card and I said, okay, I want to make this, I want to play a deck that's going to use this card so it's like, all right. So, so I'm looking at big elites, right? Because I want I want to be able to trigger your Varn, or ideally, or or something where. Uh, and the elites that you're running in that deck are Squiggeth Brute, and Venomous Fiend, yeah, Fiend Blitz Obama, yeah, Blitz Obama, yeah. That's one I always forget. Yeah. yeah. Now the Venomous, you know, Teleporter Pad only works on the Orc units, but I mean, I I was you're able to use a Teleporter Pad. I was able to use. In the first couple of first couple of iterations of the deck, I used teleporter pad to move a snotling over to win a planet. Yeah, to win the first planet. It's, it's, yep. it's the, the whole thing of the. the we, obviously, we know this from from war, but the idea of the sudden sudden small units in combat helping swing those fights. Right. Well, we were talking we were talking just the other day about um, okay, how do we make this play out with um, Vale Sure coming up? Yeah. And Chaos cultists turning yeah. cult, turning cultists from currency yeah. into the winner of the battle. Basically, yeah. just so yeah, many I mean, cultists. I mean, I mean, that, that could be insane because especially you dropping, you're able to do something. Now you know dropping, you know demon elites. <laughs> yeah. uh oh, let's go ahead and put a black legion Heldrake into play. The first planet's your barn to put a unit into play. The second, the second planet is Karnath to to put the elite. The blood rain tempest didn't come into play on this turn, but um, so I won the first planet and dropped a soul grinder or some other big demon elite, won the battle at Karnath, then to move my uh, soul grinder back to Karnath, so then next turn it came, I had command there, and he was going to have to be sacrificing units. Okay, all right, yeah. all right, all right. You know, and then the, that, that following <laughs> yeah, turn... Yeah, soul grinder's I, a thing too. Man, yeah, alive. Yeah, one That's... Of those, one of those fun ones that just got repowered. We, one of the bits we're talking about, the elite meta, the whole idea that it was causing any, any single planet problems for losing units or taking a lot of damage... Um, uh, Mike playing uh, Consumption for the Tyranids is one that cracks me up. Yeah. Throws all the small guy down, tokens up, and then Consumption. And yeah, generally, yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of the common things have an elite on their own. They're like, oh, crap. Yeah. You know, that yeah. sucks. <laughs> yeah, because, oh, wow, Consumption would be... <laughs> yeah, it can be abs absolutely devastating against the And it costs deck. two to play, though, right? It's even more expensive than I that. Think but it, it's kind of kind of pricey, but it's it's one of those ones where it's tricky to land, but when it does, it's just absolutely crippling for the opponent's yeah, set setup. yeah. It was one of my favourites of the Shrieking Exarch that slew me. God, what was it exactly? I think they were playing off against... He'd Shuriken catapulted a decent-sized unit. The Exarch swung and Consumption is four. Yeah, I thought it was pretty pricey. Yeah. yeah, but it's, like, ridiculous. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he'd Shuriken... His opponent had Shuriken catapulted... Yeah, in Slain Morn, and thrown the catapult down onto a decent-sized... Onto the Incubus, I think it is, of the Warrior. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, um, the Exarch swings, kills something... Bounces the damage onto the onto the warrior, which dies, then bounces down the way to a command unit in the same, because oh dead, dead, God. dead, and you're just like, Jesus H, that's, yeah. that's ridiculous. The, yeah, fa yeah. the fact that he doesn't have to target somebody at that planet, yeah, yeah is the horrible. Yeah, bit. yeah. yeah. well, he is shrieking, right? Yeah. <laughs> most, most definitely, most definitely, she in this. Oh case. my God! Wait, yeah. wait! Anybody hear that scream like we were, from across yeah, the like, warp and my and their head explodes? Yeah, like we were talking about. War is three <laughs> planets over, but somehow those guys at first planet cannot retreat because the threat of war actually somehow teleporting over and putting a gun to their head for, for no, retreating no, yeah. is very high. Like, what? No, no. You, you, so. We've got the easy explanation that you've reminded me. There was an old joke when Necrons first came out in the GW stores I worked in about they were the aliens from Mars Attacks. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they're kind of chattering, kind of scattered, a little bit weird. Big green weapons that dissolve things. Yeah. Right. So to us, the Necrons all went. Nah, 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 yeah. nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Don't so, run. We so are your friends. friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the Necron marks up. Don't run. We are your friends. Yeah. You know, yeah, kind of thing. I love and, that. And, movie. and doing the backing music to Tom Jones as well, which is oh. the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Necron. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Yeah. You know all that stuff. But the joke comes to mind there because obviously the Exarch is, um, is the perfect opposition to these because she's just singing the um, the Mountie song. Yeah. No, and it brings a grazing <laughs> inside the head, and boom! <laughs> that's clearly that's clearly what's happening. That's like He's yodeling its way into combat <laughs> as it arrives. Now, great. Whenever I play the, yeah, whenever I play, think of, yeah. whenever I play Shrieking Exarch or it, play against him, I'm gonna have Slim Whitman's. Yeah, it's a win. I'm coming. <laughs> So watch out, right? Watch out because so so this is this is another tangent we'll go on, which is part of the part of the uh, the community love for this game and our love for this game. There is a group of people who are creating a fan expansion, uh, uh, designing cards for a fan expansion for release in January 2017. That's our that's the plan right now. It hadn't been my intention to publicize my role in this group and the fact that I'm actually in the group, but. Sam publicized. Was Sam, say, was yeah, Sam, it. Sam, Sam was keeping it. Sam seemed, seemed to keep it under wraps for a while, but then he he released our name. So and I and I and I was proud to be invited. I was I was humbled mm-hmm. and and proud at the same time. Like so, when we talk about a shrieking exarch, you got to be careful because eventually someone might come up with a yodeling exarch, exactly. right? <laughs> and it'll be a slightly hampered version of the shrieking exarch. But maybe you know a yodeling exarch would be. Yeah. It'd be fun. No, I, I mean, I, I when I saw you know when Sam published who, who was involved and everything, it, it, it I think it was exciting because it, it's kind of letting the community know, hey, you know, here are some of these people that are that are well respecting the community that have won uh, regionals, won championships like you have. And yeah, well, I was my, my my refrain is that Sam and I are bringing the group down. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, because right? we got maroons and we got pedges and we got we got these high profile. We got Nathan Gardner's in there. You know, nothing, nothing wrong too. with being nothing wrong with being in the support structure. You <laughs> right, know. right, right, right. You know, I, I, I Sam f- and I are the organizers. Yeah, <laughs> I, f- I figure I'm the support structure of the podcast. You're the good looking one. You know, Carl's the suave one. I'm the funny one. Maybe. <laughs> uh, like, you yeah. got the best junk, though, man. You, know, you got the best junk. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, Put it out of the table. I was going to say, if we're, in, if we're in the three, behold, if we're in the three, three amigo section, then you're, you know, you're, you're, I'm Martin Short. You know, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. Chevy Chase, um, Steve Martin, no way around. What? You know, yeah, you know. Okay, I, uh, I don't, I, I know the movie, but I don't know well enough to know how we might map to the characters. He's the little, little, I, little, little, little I, But you're the little guy? Yeah, little guy. I, I totally okay. agree with Carl's right. assessment. Yeah. You're Chevy you're Chase. You're the little guy. You're the tall, you say, say you're, you're the tall good-looking, yeah. kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, uh, straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> so, so... How many? I'm gonna say how many? How many non-conquest pop culture references can we get into an episode? Oh, by yeah, the way, yeah, well, we're, we're lining these up right now. By the way, remember remember our theme for this episode, which was Irish Wake. Yes. <laughs> so uh, let's. <laughs> we, we start. We started. So there's the five we, stages of grief: denial, which John so uh, beautifully illustrated uh, anger bargaining depression and accept uh, and I, the reason I put this in our notes is because I'll be angry next episode because, don't worry uh, on uh, after after Gen Con it be the critical mass of information was such that I had to I had to accept it that something bad was happening and that's what we talked about I, last I, time I guess I guess a, and I that's know, where I yeah. went into denial yeah I guess a full a full disclosure thing we can talk a little bit more about now almost all, all three of us have more industry connections than than most players I think it's fair to say in what we're involved in obviously right, we're kind of right, stuff in. Right. and we all had pretty I, I myself certainly was pretty confident that we knew this was going to happen quite a while before it was reasonable for us to say anything right. in our situation so right. it should be clear that to a degree a lot of us have been like gone through all this already certainly myself I think I was the first person to be like oh I think this is yeah happening. you were the first of the three of us yeah and then and I mean, then John, the, John, the you, thing you that tipped me over yeah. the thing that tipped me over was Brad Andrews posting on Facebook I believe it was the Tuesday or Wednesday after Gen Con and he says something like worst day of work ever yeah and that was all he said, or like confirmed, confirmed. some some kind of very vague book post, right? That, that they talked about. <laughs> you don't know what it is, but I'm like, huh? I wonder what would make a game designer's 
worst day at work. Head, head designer, huh. head designer of a head designer of a running game, game. That's, yeah. a, that's a serial. Yeah. You know, yeah you know. What would make what would make his job suck? What would make his day suck? Mm-hmm. And that was the that was the tipping point for me. Up until then, I was really holding out hope. And then he did that, and so I processed and I and. My wife was like, are you really, is, is, really, how, how long is this going to go on? I'm like, okay, this is day three. I think I'm, I think I'm over it. Like by the weekend, I was like, okay, we can, it's all right. Yeah. I can keep playing. It's with. It's I guess. <laughs> but Irish wake. Yes. So one of the things that we do in an Irish wake is, uh, oh, wow, so, there's so the, some really weird stuff in here. So you're gonna, are, you're, I'll let the Irishman talk to it. <laughs> So one of the things that's done with the body is is it's washed and prepared for burial. So we're not I'm not saying wash your cards. Definitely <laughs> don't want to do that. But what I am saying is like if you are going to be gathering with people, wash yourself. Bring that fresh Irish Spring scent into the gaming room. Okay, you know, all right. That's yeah. what I that's what I meant by that. You know, going all the way back to the back to our our, our tournament, our some of the do's and don'ts of tournaments is hygiene. <laughs> But you prepare the body and then you lay it out on a table. I was going to say, I've been cutting here. It's interesting. I haven't seen this list of stuff. I'm, I'm very, very, very prepared today. Um, I'm like, but that's a good point because it's a kind of a weird point that um, just recently I was thinking, you know, we've got this whole thing coming up. The game's coming to an end. We're looking at other stuff. I looked at the collection and thought, I should stop and organize you. Like, more than I do normally. I should go, I should put you together, I should lay you out as you should be, I should get you into a state. And right. I'm like, why? You yeah. know, I'm not particularly planning to build right now. You know, I'm feeling like things are coming to the end, but yet I'm like, but I should get you into it. I feel I should get you nicely laid out, I should get you right, treated right. Yeah. better than normal. Well, kind of exactly. Thing. exactly. Yeah. And one of the things that it's, that's, it's funny you mention that, because maybe that same feeling in me manifested itself in me going and buying a second copy of every war pack. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Right? Because I was like, you know what? I want to have standing decks. Mm-hmm. So I've so uh, many of you probably noticed the rush on jungles and activists. Team Covenant had it for fifteen bucks last week. I bought it online. Yeah. I, I already got my copy, but it's you know eBaying for twice the price. Yeah. So or Amazon even for twice the price, but that that's how the the washing of the body, the the processing of the grief has manifested itself. Like. Screw it! I'm just gonna buy more cards. Yeah. You want? You want? Yeah. I don't need them. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna oh, buy them all of a sudden, you want this presented, this well-presented, mm-hmm. pristine set. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, so normally the, body, the body's laid out and covered with white linen. You know, and one of the things about it is right now during this time, there's no grief, there's no crying aloud, right? So because the the wailing and the crying would attract is rumored to attract evil spirits. So. Really? It, exactly. So it's a happy time. So this so that's is weird. Why, We're doing an Irish lore episode. So this is so this is why, you know, at this time, yeah, you know, when people are like, geez, you know, somebody dies and they throw a party. This is why we, This is why the Irish party during this time. You have a drink, raise a glass. Everybody is, expect, is expected to be able to uh, tell a story or make a toast about the deceased. And if you are, you know, underage or a non-drinker, Mountain Dew is perfectly acceptable. I am definitely not recommending trying to force alcohol on anybody. How about like a non-caffeine drink, like a root beer or a Sprite? Well, even For that, those e- of us who have 10-year-olds. Even better than that. We don't <laughs> want to better. give them Mountain Dew. To comment, you talk about the whole idea of not, not calling down evil spirits, which is mm-hmm. a very 40-gay thing with the, with the warp and all that kind of thing. I remember years and years ago, a guy talking about the whole thing of like, um, there was a, a burial, burial at space. The whole ejecting, you know, the, you see it in sci-fi. The whole ejecting the coffin out into out you into the void. You see it in void. Star Trek too, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I was going to say plenty <laughs> of times. That's where yeah. you see it. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's let's not go there. Okay? Yeah, no, yeah. I, John John said no crying. Yeah, no. Oh, true <laughs> enough, right? Yeah. yeah. But that idea there oh, of doing that. God. And this guy said, like, why you would know, you bring up that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, so sorry. And this fairly fairly young customer in the in the in the, in the GW store went, why would they do that? Like they go out into the warp, right? Why wouldn't they just like eject it into the warp? And like me and like one of the regular guys were like. Just think about that for a second. <laughs> Just for a moment. You know, that kind of like summoning down evil spirits thing, I don't even want to consider. <laughs> like, think like, of every George A. Romero movie, movie you've ever seen. Yeah. Personalize it <laughs> yeah. and now make them vengeance that they're coming back yeah, for you. you. But yeah. sentient. Yeah, no. Not I'd, just, I'd, I'd, I'd close that hatch pretty damn quick. Yeah. <laughs> It just brought that to mind. And, you know, and of course... That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like... Space zombies. Yeah, you know. <laughs> How do you make a space zombie? Space warp zombies. Shoot a space marine into oh, the warp. I was going to say, do you want... Do you, do you want <coughs> Dead do you space marine. Do you want space warp zombies? Because that's how you get space warp wow. zombies. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. 
how do you make a, how do you make a chaos space marine? Yeah. Kill space marine, send him into the warp. Boom. <laughs> you know, fifty years later, out comes vengeance personified. <laughs> right? Like, oh, no! Remember me? I told wow. you I'd be back. Well, yeah, and and I'm in the process. I just finished uh, not Thousand Suns. Thousand Suns as a book was the it was the story of Magnus the Red. And and his discovery that Horus was betraying him, and then the the it also explains why the it, ju- justifiably why the emperor is so pissed at Magnus the Red because <laughs> I won't give it away, but wow! Well, I mean, because at least partly without getting details, partly is because it's the um, war of magic is by them, okay? Kind yeah, of yeah, thing, yeah. But, but, you know, but yeah. and then and then Magnus thinking he was doing right by the emperor mm-hmm. does something that that uh, puts everything back into play. Right, that that counters the emperor's plans. Anyhow, so then I went on to Nemesis, which is this very much assassin book. Now, Thousand Sons, on a scale of one to ten, Thousand Sons was a solid five. Mm-hmm. Right, the first two hundred pages probably could have been reduced to fifty, yeah. and and um, and then you know you have the rest. Nemesis was a good seven, eight, maybe even eight and a half, nine. Who's a, I mean, who's James Swallow was James the Swallow. Nemesis. Okay, that was the, that was the assassin. Ones, yeah. Where they, where there's an assassin, there's an assassinorium, mm. assassinorium, 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 yeah. And they assemble. There's, there's, there's casts mm-hmm. in this group, and each cast contributes one assassin to the to the uh, ultimate goal of assassinating yeah, Horus. Yeah, this is this is this is the early <coughs> yeah this is the early parts of the formation of the official assassinorum, right? Oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's really good yeah, and we, really engaging and really fun. And there's parts of it that are like, add one ingredient, add two ingredients, stir, watch out! <laughs> like, okay, go! And, uh, but it was really an interesting thing. This um, is a, this is a with, fun look. We, we haven't brushed up against much this in... Uh, like, we haven't touched on this at all, I don't believe, in Conquest. The official Assassinorum is the is the Assassin's Guild. Um, Does it still club. exist? Because I mean, oh, this yes. is thirty k. Yeah. So yeah, right? yeah. So the, what you're getting there is the very early parts of it. The officio. There are various offices within the um, within um, Imperial society. So right. You have the administratum, which is the right. administrative right. arm. You've got the ecclesiarchy. That's their their organization of the faith and the holy people there. But right. there is the officio Assassinorum, which is the the collection of the different Assassin guilds or groups. Yep. Each assassin is specialized to a they're, task. They're cast. They're not casts. They might be called cascades at the time. Oh, what are they called? Cascadia or something. I know what you mean. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Refers to like, Ca- refers, to like, yeah. refers to like cadre. I forget. Yeah, exactly. cadre. Yeah, not yeah. quite cadre, but something. Yeah. A C word. Yeah, it's, it's, a group, it's in the other groups. I've brushed up against the book and I've seen a little yeah, bit yeah. of stuff about that. But the current version is the idea. The current setting is that there is a um, head of the group, head of the official official itself, which is the overall the head of the official as a whole. Within that are different schools, basically. I think it was martial arts. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and there's, all, they're all specialized. To a there were five. So yeah. there's a poisoner, a sniper, uh, basically just a monster, uh, techno expert, technology expert, right? I so a computer hacker kind of guy. Mm-hmm. He might be. He, they might be done because mm-hmm. there were some intimations that you're not going to survive. And like, that's in, okay, foreshadowing that of that whole like you're not. This is not going to get there. And the other one is the psyker related one, right? The fifth one would be the psyker. Yes, that's quite. No, 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 not the, not the psyker. Yeah, there's shapeshifters. Yeah. Okay. That's quite intriguing. If you go through there, Poison One, I believe, is um, a newer, newer in the in the current setting. The Poison One is something like Venom or Ven- Venom. 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 Yeah. yeah. Then you have the Sniper, right? Which is the. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, uh, I don't know. What's he called? Holy cow! I should know these. Vindicare. Vindicare. Yep. Vindicare. Thank you. Yeah. The what is the next one you mentioned? You mentioned the Shapeshifter. Shapeshifter is the Calidus, which is the Infiltrator. Wow. Holy crap! Well, see, this is one I read the book yeah. like I finished reading the book like a week this, ago. Well, this is all current. This oh, all, okay, okay. And, and I, these are these are one of the things that I was like one of my big deals I enjoyed in the setting. Okay. And then you've got the oh, what is the prior one called? Darn it, the psyker. There's a psyker one, but they're not they're 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 they're, uh, they're not psychers. They're untouchables. Yeah, pariah, the priors. The priors, yeah. And the tech one is the one that doesn't exist in the current setting. So him okay, not yeah, him yeah, buying yeah, it on yeah, the way is yeah, the yeah, yeah. they don't make there it. There was a lot of yeah. foreshadowing, like. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> yeah, that's quite intriguing. But in, in the in the um, setting and in the miniatures game, these are like single ridiculous models. He's like the equivalent of getting a a greater demon for the Imperial Guard, who is off the scale power. Eversor, oh yeah, yeah, Eversor, yeah. Sorry, Eversor is the yep. monster. It's the yep, berserker. Yep, yep, yep. The Eversor is the drug fueled. Um, as you said, the um, when you, when you want to when you want to remove a political opponent, you send the Vindicare to go and snipe him, or you send the Caldus to infiltrate his um, 
immediate group and kill him off. If you want to make it clear to anyone involved that political person that this was a really bad idea, you send in the Ebersaw. And the survivors <laughs> on the nearby nearby systems know not to do that. We want to make we want to make it clear how upset we are. So the yeah. other's gonna turn up, slaughter yeah. a city on his own yeah. kind of thing. And they, they keep them in they're, they're so ridiculously off the scale, they keep them in stasis most of the time. Mm-hmm. They themselves have like ridiculously mm-hmm. burned out wow. metabolisms. And then, they're, and they're then berserk and then, of berserk, you know. And then psychers deliver the deliver the direction to the person as the, the Eversor as they're coming out of stasis. Mm-hmm. So then they come out of stasis. They don't even have contact and with they're pro- yeah, yeah. and they're progr- and they already know what they're going to do. Yeah. One of the and they kill everything on the way to do that. Yeah. They exactly. like there's no there's no human living thing that they don't kill. Yeah. They just other than plants. One one of the few things other than that's not a space marine that gets used in drop pods. They very commonly just ditch them from ditch them from all because <laughs> no one's going near them. You know, yeah. And actually, Eversor is one of the few things that um, in one of the stories he's dropped from orbit unshielded. So yeah. he survives re-entry, impacts wow. into the ground in the middle of a city, and just starts carving through stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the, one things. of the interesting yeah. things that I found in reading the Horus Heresy stuff is that there's a lot more technology. At least it 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 seems like, and I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a very knowledgeable about 40k other than conquest stuff. Mm-hmm. But it seems like there's a lot of technology in 30k that doesn't exist in 40k because there was some. There was some additional, and it probably have to do with the Mechanicum going mm. south and betraying mm. people and everything else. But it's also a bit of the idea that around that time they're still um, having innovation. That's the big thing. The 40k setting is stagnated. It's been stagnated for ten thousand years, between a mixture of the damage caused by the heresy and the, and the divide between the group between mm-hmm. human civilization and the whole Id- and the Mechanicum locking down as best it can and going no, we're, we're going to keep a harder line on this. And the third part being the idea that um, was orthodoxy is praised. Basically, right. Because look, we went, we went off the wrong path. We shouldn't do this kind of. Yeah, new this stuff. is how so it was. This is how it was done yeah, a thousand years ago. Don't right. develop things. Venerate the old. So alive, right. you're, you're still in a period where yeah. people are still trying to innovate, where well, new and, things are popping up. And that's the, the, the. It's funny you mentioned about faith because the Lectitio Divinatus, which is introduced in the second or third book of the Heresy, maybe it's even introduced in the first one, but the written word about the emperors. Divinity, uh, divinity, yeah. mm-hmm. right? But what we find out in Nemesis is that this has been exist. This the the emperor's divinity has been a thing. Fo- have has had followers for ten thousand years, mm-hmm. but only the Lactitio, the Divinatus, when it got written down, did people start. M- did everything start to really coalesce, and people started to gather more? Yeah, the big deal. And so that was interesting. Yeah. Was the, interesting. Emperor, the emperor early on viewed um, humanity's propensity for organized religion as a problem. Right. And so there's something that held them back. He felt it was socially a bad idea. So even though he himself stands there as like a reasonable definition of a god walking the earth, he said, "No, that's not how we should do this." But obviously, people being people, from the first moment he arrived, that belief emerged. And like Tobin's saying there, if you um, in the early books when it finally starts to pop up and gets disseminated to the greater public, is where the first part of that worship really. Right, and wasn't that written by Lorgar of the Word? Yes, Lord yes, yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. One of the early, one, again, one of the early disseminators. It was written before all that. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. No, that's Lord, the idea. It was written. It my understanding, was written my understanding of the lore, the Lecto Divinatus was actually written by Lorgar, Lorgar of the Word Bearers, and the Word Bearers. And then he ended up space, dying, though, right? Well, the Space Marine chapter died? kind of, kind of worshipped the Emperor in right. secret uh, for a long time, and, and then, and then once the Emperor found out about that, he basically censored the chapter. Yeah, which is the point of them turning and, it And that's where they started the, turning because he's like, yeah. if, if the Emperor is not going to take our worship, we're going to find. Lorgar's like, I'm going to find somebody who's worthy of okay, our worship. Okay, okay, all right. And that's right. when they started yeah, turning into chaos because he's the one that, he's the one that, remember, steals the, or the word bearer, and I cannot remember his name, but at the beginning of the Horus Heresy, he's the one, the word bearer is the one that steals the anathema, uh, the weapon that's going to wound Horus. It, it was know, a Carl and I are looking at yeah. each other like, remember yeah, yeah, the guy's yeah. name. Oh no, I can't. Remember, I can't remember. Yeah, I, I don't have. Yeah, yeah, I don't it, have. It, it is. It is a long-term character. I yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it, he returns. It, it, it's a vowel. He it's an A being, or an E. Yeah. And, and Angron, no, Angron is the oh. leader of the world leaders. What? Yeah. What was the guy? Ah. Oh. Yeah. It was the second. It's a Horus Heresy. Horus is yeah. one of Horus's advisors. The guy that eventually leads him yeah. to to be touched by chaos and yeah. and so on and so forth. Yeah. It's in the Horus Heresy. Book. Read it. Yeah. Read <laughs> it. Just read don't it. Listen, don't listen. So, to us. Read the book. So <laughs> coming coming back to the one of the traditions of, of the wake is telling stories, and that's what this whole episode so has been about. So we might have hit that quite yeah. nicely before yeah. you got to it. So you know. exactly. <laughs> well, so, okay. So what's the next so thing on the way? So there's preparing the body. 
and you lay the body out. You you have, have a, dr- a drink. you have a drink and you tell a story about the loved one. Uh, and you're supposed to smoke tobacco to keep the evil spirits Bye-bye. away. Every every male, Bye-bye. yeah, every every, oh, that's, that's every going, male. That's going to be met with complaints here. Well, well, every every male visitor is expected to take. There, there's usually pipes out and tobacco and snuff and every and every. Okay. I like a good stogie. You guys yeah. get sick when you look at one, but you know. Well, I like I'm, I'm about stogie. halfway there. But every male visitor is expected to you know take a puff or a snore. But however, I know that uh, that is definitely not. Um, uh, down with some people, so hey, you can burn some incense or even spray Febreze. Oh my god! In the air, you know, uh, you know, I'm trying to make this, yeah, to make this friendly. Because spraying Febreze is like having a cigar. Well, I would, Holy I would, I would, crap. Make, a, I would make a fair point. <laughs> I think just having a scent in the air is what I meant. Yeah. I can do a scent in the air without Febreze or a cigar. Yeah, and, but, and, we, and we cut that segment there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the, all I need is a lot of chocolate. Yeah, well, and I'm good. Well, well the, the next part is food. There's definitely food and drinking. Did I mention the drinking and singing? And who cares if you sound like a cat in a bucket or even worse, like me? You know, you you, you sing a the song. Two, the two of us joined in on the yodel pretty well before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Was like, if there's anybody with any singing ability seriously lacking, it'd be me. <laughs> Doesn't help that I have this precision cough. But, okay, so know. singing and. And drinking. Food and drinking yep. and tobacco and passing gas. These are all ways in which... <laughs> Maybe not the passing might, of the gas. Oh, unless, okay, right. Well, well there, there comes to the point, so, so did I mention the drinking? So you basically you, host a, you hoist a pint, you make a toast, you make a toast to the emperor. Cheer for the infantry. Or if you're passing gas, to, to chaos and Nurgle. Right, or even swear like an orc. And keep vigil, and we're going to carry our beloved game... At least the organized play of our beloved game quick, to the very end. Quick, quick mention for later, and this is to rem- partly remind myself as well. Digging through Reddit, as I am known to the other day, and a completely random thing about like aliens on a different planet, someone ended up doing um, the opening to Hamlet as orcs. <laughs> I will have to pull this out, and I, I may have to recite it because I read it and thought this is one of the most amazing things I've ever encountered. That's awesome. You know, yeah, but it was. That's it was awesome. like it's like it's like boss. It's like, it's like, it's like uh, what was it? Boss, boss. We think we've seen we've seen we've seen we think we've seen Boss Zogwood. Isn't he dead? It was like yeah, he was really scary and stuff. You stupid snotling. You know, yeah, it was great. So I'll have to pull it out by orc spear, as they said. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, and and in in a completely unrelated thing, they talked about. Uh, recovering artifacts. In pro- I'm reading Prospero mm-hmm. Burns right now. So oh, yeah. They're talking about recovering yeah, things. And they talk about, hey, just the other day I heard they recovered all three of Shakespeare's plays. Yeah. And you're like, well, the reference yeah. goes Shakespeare, they're all Shakespeare. Shake who? Shake, shake who? Shake his peer. Shake his peer is what So they, so they change his, change his spelling a little bit, but all three plays. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, all yeah, three. three. That's yeah, right. Yeah, That's exactly. the only Shakespeare only wrote three. The remembrance That's for sure. stuff is great in that oh, one. God. Yeah, exactly. And and the idea that everyone's like, who? Yeah. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> that's hilarious because I mean, we talk. It's funny. My my oldest daughter, she's in high school, freshman high school. So she she is doing in her English class doing Homer's Odyssey, and so we think, oh, Homer, right? You know, the Odyssey, the Iliad, and maybe he wrote some other stuff. I don't remember. But it was fairly yeah, 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 yeah. But but you know, I mean, it might, it might be one of those things like, oh, look, we have you know ten of Homer's works, and if we were able to go back in time, it's like, well, first of all, it's not Homer, you know, I don't know where you got that pronunciation. Yeah, yeah. And it's Homer. Yeah, or who knows yeah. what? Well, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm Dead Greek language. with a French accent. <laughs> no one expects the French Inquisition. <laughs> um, but but you, you, like you could be saying, I have thousands of works. I'm in every house. Every people reciting it. And it's like, well, oh no, what, we only know yeah. about you know. Well, 15. This yeah. is one of those things where I put myself out. I'm, I'm normally happy to be slightly wrong about um, 40k law. I'm pretty confident that Homer is a collection of writers. Historically, we know that he wasn't he wasn't one dude. He was a number of people under the same name. Oh, is that Apparently. right? Yeah, yes. I don't know. Again, mm-hmm. feel free to correct me on that hey. one because that's, that's a little no, more out of my realm. I did not know that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and so there's a very good chance there is a, an entire body of stuff that we'll never quite know about. But apparently, apparently. Yeah. So. That it was it was a pseudonym like yeah. some of those new uh, teen novels that are written by half a dozen authors, but there's, was, there's just was, the one yeah. one name on it. I was yeah. going to stay with um, sci-fi and Leviathan Wakes, but it's um, uh, S. A. Corey or whatever. James S. A. Corey, which is two guys, but it's two guys. Two name, two note, two fairly um, well-known writers. Yeah, yeah. They went. They, went, they, they said they wanted. What are they you wanted, doing to me, man? You're know, like yeah. your trip, like Star Trek. <laughs> you, now that's now for those of you who like sci-fi. 
Hmm. I cannot recommend Leviathan Wakes enough. Yeah, actually, I just I I'll, can't. I'll go the full it's, version. Go watch the Expanse. It's yeah, the, the, the Expanse. The show is the, 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 yeah. the, the TV excellent. show is good. Yeah. The books are insane. I'm like, I picked this book up by page 68. I was like. This is probably the best sci-fi I've read this year. So you want and reasonable. I read it back then, and yeah. there's five or six books out. Now, you want, you want so. a reasonable, t- um, reasonable so. taste of humanity first going into the solar system? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Prelude, prelude to the 40Ks, maybe, you know? Yeah. Like the first, first steps forward? Yeah, yeah. you do nicely. So, and the newest pack is yeah, Against exactly. the Enemy, Against the Great Enemy. Jane, Jar, Jane Zool, Jane... We, we had this one in the, ca- in, the, in the cafe, but this one gets a little bit picky. So, Jane, Jane Zar. Um, Jane Czar and technically okay. this is one of the ones where um, I guarantee someone will correct me here talking to one of the guys back in GWHQ ages and ages back technically the name should be Jane it's like okay. the, the thing, the thing the soft think, think um, Jin mm-hmm. Jin combined with Jane so it's a slight like accent on there it's Jane Czar it's been it's just been programmed in for me this is an interesting I don't know I like not. the name I think I'm going to refer to it now as Jin Czar I am Jin Czar <laughs> back to the space Jin Czar and the howling banshees have shown up there's, there's a running joke we do with the Star Wars with the, the um, Imperial Assault Star Wars games there's a officer over here whose name is B-L-A-I-S-E I always refer to him as Agent Blase. Spiss French. Yes, yes, And if you, if you know, really know you're into that memes, we'll go, um, Scoutsy got damn Ewoks, but I am a little tired. Okay, take a nap. <laughs> then Scoutsy got damn Ewoks. <laughs> Agent Blase. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, yeah. Elda, Elda, Genza. I am the most chilled and... and Aloof of the Elder of the Phoenix <laughs> And you guys missed it. When he said aloof, he kind of flared yeah, his left hand. I was going to say, I'm no, going to steal that accent. No, no, think about it. Think about it. It's all, it's all. Ah, oh, you, you, you're Archon's Terror. You think I'm afraid of you? Go away. Go away. <laughs> stupid Dark Elder. Stupid Dark Elder. Like a French Canadian? Yeah, exactly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes. Yeah. So, I don't okay, know. So this is how you can tell that we haven't recorded in a while. There's a lot of pent up humor. I've been drinking think since I announced. Think about it. Think about, think about it. They're all like, um, we got, we got to get, um, it's like, it's like we, um, we, we brought to you a Katachan outpost as she steals the ability. Um, we've already got one. It's very nice. I told him we already got one. So, uh, John, That's awesome. John Oliver, I don't know if you've yeah, watched oh, him. Yeah, 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 okay, worry, yeah. but he does. He, Every once in a while, he does like uh, the French baby, and you know, it's like this, this kid smoking, and he grinds it out on, uh, grinds out the cigarette on the desk because he's speaking in his French accent. And I, I do that with my daughter sometimes because she's taking French, right? And I have to laugh because my dad, um, we, uh, when I was growing up, uh, I had an older, I have an older sister, and so they, they were all involved in the student exchange program. So we had a number of foreign exchange students that stayed at our house throughout my sister's high school. Um, and I remember Lise uh, was this beautiful girl from Sweden. And my favorite show at the time was The Muppets. Oh, yeah. So, and I don't know if anybody's remember The yeah. Muppets, but there's this... There's Swedish the, chef. There's the Swedish <laughs> chef. Yep. <laughs> you know, so my dad and I would talk Swedish. <laughs> To lease, we should, we should, we should, we should like the Swedish chef. Swedish, yes, yes. Just, quote, to be clear, just to be clear, quote, Swedish. 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 <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing today? You know, yeah. and, and this girl, she was, she was the soul of nicety, the soul of sweetness. <laughs> she never once got upset about it. She, she laughed and all that. Um, oh, she probably wanted to punch you in the maybe cock. she did. She probably wanted to. Well, yeah, I, I was. I wanted to cock punch you. I, I was a seven year old. I don't know. I don't know. She might have wanted to punch my dad, but uh, you know. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. That, I think Dad got no, got no mercy there. But, yeah, but uh, you know, I, ha- I have to laugh because you you doing you were doing the French accent, and I realized, man, you know, okay, I, I'm I'm doing a French act. I'm doing like that, you know, silly English, silly French accent or the French Canadian mm-hmm. grinding out the cigarette. Amanda's trying to do French homework and trying to be very serious. Like, so you're doing French homework? I am going to do my French homework in the appropriate manner, which is not to do it. Yes. Sit there and smoke. Yes. Okay. Okay. So when you finish so, your homework, make me some clay. So remember, this is a podcast about conquest. I know. <laughs> well, I was going to add. Right, so <laughs> let's talk at least about some cards. No, it's, 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 just just just, just the, the very very last French bit. Sure. Okay. Very last French bit. Right. We are we no, are talking about we're talking about Jean Zao. What are you doing? What do you mean? There's a serious problem when I'm the voice of reason in this game. No, no, go for the full version of the James Arbit there. You go for the classic. What, her main ability is not making things happen. Right. So we get to the old joke of what is the most French thing you could possibly say? 
yeah. 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 which, which is the shrug. I do apologize now to all my future opponents when I play Jane's it's, because it's, it's, just, it's just as well it's, most it's, of the competitive players come into the end of the your, yeah. I cancel your I can't you silly fucking space bird. No, don't even do that. It's like, oh, you know. I'm gonna arc, think, I'm gonna Archon's Terry exact. I think we're verging a bit no. more back into the Irish there, but that's okay. Right, yeah. I, I, I don't maybe give Scottish. A fuck. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like Archon's Terry, you're you're exact. Yeah. It would make more sense though if she's canceling orc stuff, right? Because yeah. orc is is it's like in base and, and all that kind of crap, right? The, kind of cockney. Singing English gets, right? Cockney accent kind of stuff. Kind of got right. that cockney accent. Oh, Oi! No, remember, the, well, okay, yeah, but as, as a computer game taught us, orcs, when, when orcs pronounce space marines, it's with far more um, vowels than normal. Space marines! <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to get us back to talking about the card game, <laughs> I want to say that the, the card that I passed over early in the set that I've looked at and I've really started to absorb it a little bit more is this Dark Angels Vindicator. It's a tank, Space Marine, four cost, so it's in that, you know, the nebulous four cost range. Uh, has two command icons, it's a 1-5. So it does work in Maxim, mm -hmm. right? No more gear attachments. But while the unit is attacking, it gets plus two attack for each command icon the defender has. Yeah. Right? So it's it's an, it's it's, so, it's, the it's the venomous um, fiend without but by attacking instead yeah, of yeah it, and, and it's I mean heck it it's a five five against the venomous fiend yeah mm -hmm. right it's a very nice against the unit. freaking against against the black legion Heldrick, which we were talking about earlier it's a seven five it's a seven five so it's going to hit for four it's going to take out it's going to take a wing off of black legion Heldrick. yeah for f right not bad at all and, and, oh, again, and it's a five so and and. And Indomitable is a Space Marine card. Crushing Blow is a right. Space Marine card. Spra right. Oh, seven. yeah. yeah. Oh, my Heldrick survives. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. Crushing Blow. Yeah, and, same, and the Maxim side of things, that's not a bad unit at all. Four no, is a good cost. No, no. You know, reduces yeah. like that, you know. Yeah. Well, and, and you were talking about Maxim not quite, quite getting him to work. I had, I had a really raw hand against you the other night where I have 14 supports in my deck, and I went through more than half my deck. Yeah. And I drew two of them mm -hmm. by the end of the game. And one of them was on the last commit, right? I had one in play. There's a two-minute deep strike unit, isn't there? The the um, Lictor? Yeah. From all that? Yes, That was intriguing. So. so I had a raw draw in that game, and I still felt like I was in it. And, I, you know, I think maximum work, I think it's just one of those things where you have to find... Exactly that combination of supports, tanks, and maybe it just means more tanks come, have to come out for him. Some cost reducers. I play with the uh, Imperial Rally Point. Yeah, you, you when right? you played that, I'm like, oh, I want to, I, I want I need to build that deck. The yeah. Imperial Rally Point. You put in, you, I have two of those in there, and I and I'm trying not to put them out on the first plan early because I want to get more benefit from them mm -hmm. like later turns, right? So you're putting them out there. They don't disappear. It's not like so there's just temptation. If it dis it doesn't disappear once a battle is taking place, it's always a rally point. And yeah, you have to, to attach it to a green planet. Yeah, to remind people boom, of the boom, of, boom, yeah, boom, to boom. remind people of the card. It's an attachment goes to the planet. It's a one cost. It's a one cost. It's got it's got to be on a green planet, and uh, every Astro Militarum unit you deploy there, the cost is reduced by one. Yeah, to a minimum of one. Right. Yeah. So that was a, uh, it's really it's. I think that might playing with that, finding the right mix for that. Uh, because I tell you, there's been a couple times where I've had an Imperial Olympian Rust Conqueror on the first planet. I gave it range with Preemptive Barrage. He attacks, he attacks, he attacks, and then it's inspirational fervor over to another one. Bloody <laughs> Warlord. Yeah. yeah because yeah, he yeah. already he still has range. Yeah. Like range lasts throughout the phase. Yeah, yeah it was Preemptive Barrage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. You find yeah. Your, and yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. you've untapped a couple times, so it's like, yeah, I'm hitting yeah, for nine. It's one of the cases where that keyword where it would normally trigger only at start of combat matters later because of the effects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I was saying, I was reminding myself there, the um, Burst Forth um, Deep Strike, which we got a little while ago, yeah. and then the Vine Lurker Lictra, when it was there, um, that's, those two cards bring an interesting little thing in if people The Lictor, Lictor Vine, Vine Lurker, Lurker, a four so, cost Deep Strike, but it has a Deep Strike cost of two. Yeah, so basically we're, got, we're getting a three for three, three, but when it's Deep Strikes, you take a card from the opposing hand. 
yeah. discard a card at random. So obviously that's that's always the most yeah. powerful effect. Certainly pick the right moments if you're expecting some counter effects. That's that's a good. That's never a, a bad downside. Now I was saying, but but that with the existence of the um, burst forth, the ability to recommit your synapse and warlord leads to a nice little bit. I think of a nice strong mind game trick of taking two each of those or one one and two in turn it. Because you're already playing enough of that in, you know, in like the Gene Steelers ambush decks. Yeah. The idea of that extra little bit of firepower. It could be the Warlord. It could be the Synapse. It could be, it could be this guy popping up and nailing a card from your hands. I'm like, I'm quite interested to try that out as a. I think tactically that can be a good little. Put a deep strike unit down. Put a deep strike thing on the planet. Your opponent's all. Uh, what is it? What is it exactly? How do I deal mm. this? You know, it's to, it's enough of a swing to, to make things uncertain. And I think he had, did he have a command icon, the Vine Lurker? Yes. So even, but he, even, yeah. you don't have it during that deep strike phase, mm. but. But, but yes. even then, it could be a case of that's all you're doing is, is locking down a planet for later. Yeah. So that, that deep strike that fails, i.e. no one else goes there, it does its job, could still be doing its command job as well. Oh, well so, yeah. so, so speaking of uh, deep strike, though, the, one of the cards that I looked at that I thought was insane was the Tau unit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just okay. thinking about that him. You, oh that my you get God. to deep strike it as an action, as a combat, yeah, as combat action. action. Yep. Yeah. So I wanted to confirm this. Exactly what, does that, what do we think that means precisely? That you can pull him out. After everybody else is attacked, yeah, you don't have to deep strike him at the beginning. He's a five three, right? right? That's what I was, okay, so, so he can, can sit so there under right. the entire combat. That's what I was, and then that's pop what I was wondering. Yes, at the exactly. last round and go. Oh yeah, by the way, you think your water is going to get away? Yeah. Nah, here's five to the face. Yeah, yeah. so it's an it's an, right? uber, it's an uber ambush trick. As it oh were. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I was I was looking at it going. What? How does that work exactly? I got the feel because it's a self suits. So and it's I it's a five it three. It's a five three, and it's a soldier, a pilot, elite. It can take attachments. Oh my god! It can take so you, if you have oh, if you have an ambush platform, you could pop this guy. Now he's a deep strike of three, so he's not cheap. Yeah, no. He, but you, it's you can pop one, him. one to put in the reserve, three to put and bring then him out can, as an action. And you throw can pop an ion rifle on him. Well, throw the drone attachments on. Or the drone attachment. Oh yeah, my yeah. Word. You can throw the d the drone defense system on him. Yeah, that's what and I'm thinking. Then yeah, pop him and do that's damage to everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I mean... So it's... it's oh, God. That's what I mean. It's so like I, this, I, this, this game well, is just at a full yeah. headlong well, sprint. Say, that's one of like, the things oh. that brought up. Obviously, you saw it the other day. A buddy of mine, Mike, um, has been playing on Chi for however long. I think it's since one of his first tournaments, but a friend of mine... Um, Won the first planet and then killed his warlord in the same term of on Chi. On Chi being on Chi, you know, at different right. planets. Um, but his current version of that deck, shockingly nasty. The tower yeah. have been gently getting slightly more powerful and just little, like you say, little toys coming in. The missile pods is a great mm -hmm. uh, meta thing still. Just extra units. And then that little dude, imagine, I mean, just, oh, deep strike that down. Well, he's not comp. so little. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, swinging for five, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, you didn't deep strike that? Yeah. Okay, I'm good. But like you right? said, You're like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that, but, that being the little guy there, and, and, the whole, and there's a few, there's a few. Well, I was going to say, like, keep keep in mind as well. We're talking with the Onchi deck. This could be a case of you put a card in reserve oh, at a planet somewhere, and he's not loyal. No. Oh god. So you yes. could deep strike him as an Eldar, mm -hmm. ah, or a Space ooh, Brain for that matter. Ooh, 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 yeah, no kidding. But it's saying, think about think about Onchi, the Onchi setup where your opponent's That's pretty insane. Your opponent's locking down a later planet. He's in a whole deal of like, right, that's your winning planet, it's two or three down the way. I put a couple of units there. You put a card in reserve there. All of a sudden your opponent goes, well, that's never going to matter. Wait a second. Onshi could suddenly dart in, start the combat, this guy wakes up, smashes him to pieces, Onshi pieces out, yeah, and, you've, yeah. and you've set the planet. Oh, I mean, five armor, bane, five armor bane coming to the face is not Jesus, something you can yeah. typically Goodbye handle, unit. right? Goodbye units. Most elites are going to die to that. You know, most elites are going to go bye bye. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> I've been trying to work out what it was because I think I got the the wording mixed up in my head between putting a card into reserve and deep striking. I couldn't decide which that was referring to. So obviously, like you say, it's referring to the act of turning it face up. Yeah, yeah so deep striking is the act of, and because, and that's not entering play. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. that's not entering play. So the because no this came up with the Illuminar Zerus's yeah, none of the um, Nurgling stuff gets support. You. None of the Nurgling ones that deal damage when you arrive at a planet or you're deployed or anything because you're not. You just oof, face up. You know? Right, right, right. Yeah, none of the costume. Yeah, yeah. Guess around Smash's temptation. Yeah, put that, put, that, that. put that with with Vesuel, the Pistolary Vesuel oh. in the Space oh, Marine deck because of the. Because Ooh. especially ambush platform, you know, every a lot a very standard deck is Space Marine with all the Tau attachments. Oh my you know, Honor Librarian with the Ion Rifle. I didn't yeah, consider drop, that. Yeah. Drop Pot Assault. In Vizuel, an extra yep. way to get his effect, and it's a powerful mm -hmm. card, period. Oh my word, that's horrifying. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was looking and at so, that. So, and that's where, that's where the, when the, in the reconciliation phase, where, what, what phase is that actually? 
bargaining, depression, and acceptance. I don't know if I'll ever get to acceptance. But bargaining phase is where I'm saying, okay, I, it's my plan right now to just play one faction for a month. After Worlds goes, like, then I play, then I play one faction for November, one faction for December, one faction, and I really try to flush that out. I play as much as I possibly can because there are so many corners of this card pool that I have not even begun to explore. Yeah. Right? And, and there are some groups, and bu- bully for them, that have the opportunity to play in real life uh, you know, three, four, five games a week. We don't have that, right? Yeah. So I get to, if yeah. I, in real life, I'm lucky if I get to play three games a week, four mm-hmm. games a week. Yeah, that's a big week, yeah. Um, and this week is a big one. Mm-hmm. I played with you on Tuesday. I played with Stetson on Wednesday. We played a little last, we played one game last night. We'll play a little bit today. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a little bit different. But being able to investigate all that stuff and really like, okay, this is where it's at. And, and seeing if, uh, there are reasons why I don't play certain certain factions. <laughs> proving right? proving like, the points. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't like Eldar, or I don't. You know, I haven't gone to Tau very much. It's one of our local players. He he suspects he's like. Uh, I was telling he was asking about the fan expansion. He's like, just make Tau its own faction instead of making instead of Tau being the faction that makes other factions better, <laughs> right? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, look at it, like. You know, ambush platform and all the attachments. You know, Tau, it seems like, goes in other decks. Or when you play a Tau Warlord, you play with other factions and as the that's majority of comment, your thing, yeah, right? And, and so you're like, okay. Yeah. Well, I quite... Uh, <coughs> wise I quite like that, because Tau is one of the few things in the setting which is well-known for grabbing allies from other races, and that's their thing. Right, like, right, 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 Everyone right, else right. is stay out. They're all, come on in. Well, he beat me with... I played him as War. He played as Starblaze. Yeah. Starblaze, uh, Astro Militarum epi- Elites. Epitome and Tau it, yeah. Elites. Yeah. And, he, and he got both of his Bond of Brotherhoods, and I won him the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he played Bond oh, yes. of Brotherhoods, and I'm like... And like, like you only have Astro Militarum units there, but now they're hitting for seven <laughs> and six and four, and you're like, yeah. that's you like God uh, can't kill enough. I was gonna say you only need three units to make a bomber yeah. or two work beautifully. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so he, he he drew both of them and beat me yeah. as Starblaze. You were talking about the acceptance phase of things when I when I first brushed up against what was. What I'm was, still in denial. I know. That's okay. That's okay. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, we you talk about that side of things and like how when it first when it first came to my attention that this was likely, I basically went, oh, okay, that you know that sucks. You know, it's going to be harder to play the game. That's one of the worries. There's always the argument that competitive play may or may not get petered down. But then on the acceptance side, I thought, well, hold on, I've got really the decks I wanted. Less of a matter of like uh, feeling like I haven't explored the card pool. I've got I've got my Gene Stealer deck. Like, if you'd ask me at the start yeah. of the thing, what I hope I've got I've got this deck that's thematic and cool and fun to play and powerful enough for me to be happy to play it. it doesn't have to be crazy tier one. And I've and I've like saying the Eldar discovery. If I hadn't if I hadn't had this year where Eldarath had gone like suddenly become my thing and been like I can play this guy. Holy yeah, cow! Yeah. You know because this is a complex game. And so I, mm-hmm. I found like a lot of games like this. In the time I've played, it's been a matter of doing enough to feel like. Um, I'm competent, not necessarily successful or a strong player, but like I know enough to talk about this. I know enough to go and play. I have things I look at and go, yeah, I can, I can sit down and worry about what my opponent's doing less and less about what I'm doing in my deck. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got to that point of no, I'm cool, I'm happy. I could, I could have these things around and see people and be like, yeah, you want to play a game of Conquest a year's time? Like, yeah, sure, I got decks. Yeah, yeah, you know. And the the thing that I think I'm I'm still grieving about is the beauty of the structure of this game I play Netrunner I play Netrunner mm. a lot right because I play it on I play it online and then I play it in real life as well and I, it's a fun game Netrunner is a fun game and two years ago had you asked me I would have been like yeah Conquest is a fun game Netrunner is the number one but Conquest and I've, I've gone on record Conquest at some point and this podcast was a part of that but at some point it, it usurped Netrunner and, mm-hmm. it, and it happened just Organically. And it was kind of it was yep. weird. It was I was probably in denial about it. I was probably in denial that Netrunner was no longer my number one game, <laughs> that Conquest was, mm-hmm. and you know I, and for those of you who have listened, and I know there's there's maybe only five of you who've mm-hmm. listened to every single episode of this podcast, and thank you very much. But on that first episode, I introduced myself, and and I'm I, I was the world champion in Netrunner in 1998, the original game. And so there's a there's a very special place that I hold Netrunner in, and Conquest 
by its mechanics, by its lore, by its complexity, um, took over. Not not took over that space, but took over number one mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with me. And so that's the thing that I'm going to miss the most is um, being part of the design team. Let me tell you, folks, holy moly, just coming up with one freaking unit, it's not easy. <laughs> like, how many hit points? How many attack? How many command icons? What's the cost? What's the special ability? What's the, what are the keywords? Yeah. We don't know. Does it help Strachan? And yeah. the thing that I'm, I'm the faction lead on for Astromail Terum along with another person. And... Um, we're trying to come up with ways to help Strachan, but doesn't break war, mm -hmm. right? Like, and a, that's a, a that's a very <laughs> narrow bandwidth in there. And we're also, you know, there's also some other things we're trying. You know, of course, we're trying to help the other Astromilitarian warlords without breaking war. That's basically like let's help the other warlords without breaking war. <laughs> and it's tough. And uh, it's uh, cards like Ominous Wind make me appreciate uh, the work as if I hadn't already. It makes me appreciate the work that Brad has done so far um, and has done with this game from day one so now that being said we are going to be at Worlds we are going to be uh, celebrating yes. this great game uh, right now our plans for the podcast are this is episode 36 we plan to record um, four more episodes three before Worlds and one after Worlds and then we'll see what comes after that We'll see what happens. Uh, if activity stays high, if interest stays high, we might, you know, record periodically. I don't, you know, obviously it's going to fall off. I think, mm. but you know, we'll, we'll left that up to to uh, whatever happens. Okay, uh, as we've already talked about, we've, we're working on a on an electronic release of uh, an expansion, fan made expansion, twenty to thirty cards. We're involved in that, yeah. Yeah, and I'm involved in that. And so, uh, hopefully, you guys will be interested in playtesting some of those once they get to the playtest stage. <laughs> we are taking your suggestions. If you if you have a particular idea that you think is really awesome, or if you think it even is really silly, there is. I will put the link in the show notes, but you can link and fill out a form on Google Forms to submit a card idea to the to the uh, this design group, and we will consider it. And it, that might not, it might not go beyond that because it, it's really <laughs> silly. But that's what we're thinking. We're thinking about fun stuff. We're thinking about competitive stuff. We're thinking about bringing up warlords and mechanics that haven't been fully explored or didn't get a chance to get fully explored. So we're going to do that. Um, and then we're going to be there. We're partnering with First Planet Podcast as well as uh, Warmaster Sam Mann as host for Cigars, Beers, and Planeteers on Wednesday night. It'll happen just down the street from the FFG Event Center. So all are welcome. We'll have swag to give away. Sam's bringing the stogies, and uh, we hope to see you there. And then, uh, as many of you know, the Battle of Inactivists, a player-run event at Worlds, was funded through Kickstarter. It'll be taking place on Saturday, and there'll be some great prize support from folks across the community, including some Alt-Art Void Pirates, some Alt-Art Rogue Traders, which, you know, since OP is going away, everybody can start playing with their Alt-Art stuff, even their <laughs> fan-done, fan-stuff uh, Alt-Art. To be right? fair, there's a nice, strong community around that, even in just the artists, so... Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So yeah, and I'll throw in quick as well. We'll have some more info um, shortly. But the um, Horton Game Cafe is going to be doing a blowout event sometime, probably late October. Maybe a good time to practice for Worlds. We're going to do a. We're gonna, we hopefully should have a couple of the um, um, increasingly rare organized play kits coming in. Right, right, right. Some previous ones, and we should have a, a good prize pool for that, and hopefully get a bunch of people in the Excellent. Colorado area Excellent. into that one. So. Thanks to Haunted Game Cafe for the recording space. If you'd like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions for us, you can contact us at TraxingSectorWarcast at gmail.com, via our Facebook page or Twitter at TraxingSectorWC, or leave a comment in the episode's comment section. This episode was sponsored in part by Rocky Mountain PC, where you can save 10% if you mention you heard about them here. Thanks for listening. The, the Emperor, Emperor Protects! protects. Episode 36. No. No! No! No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even want to. <laughs>